0: Welcome to Lead On, the program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, and I've been a ministry leader for a long time, uh, sometimes more years than I want to admit. Over the years, I've worked as a pastor and a church planter and a ministry executive. And through all of that, I've learned a few things about what it means to apply a biblical perspective to practical issues that come up in the day-to-day leadership of a church or a ministry organization. Now, today I want to talk about a very important issue. In fact, it's one of the things I get frequent phone calls regarding, and that is, what do you do when your church is looking for a new pastor? Or maybe not just the senior pastor, but you're looking for other senior staff leadership that can help you. Pastors are the most important leaders in any local congregation. And in fact, uh, a church doesn't really rise to stay above the spiritual commitments and the leadership capacities of their pastor. And so that makes selecting a pastor perhaps the most important decision that a church ever makes. Now, my role of consulting with churches in this capacity uh, has taken a number of forms over the years. I've, of course, fielded a lot of phone calls from uh, people who were organizing search committees or working in search processes to help them to identify candidates or to troubleshoot problems with their search or, in some cases, even to know how to do the search. Now, beyond these phone consultations, I've also been out and met with dozens, and I mean that literally, dozens of churches that have been searching for a pastor and needed someone to come in from the outside and give them some fresh perspective on the process. So my role in this has taken a number of different forms over the years, but I've been consultants to... Uh, small churches, I've been con- a consultant to large churches. All along the way, I've helped different kinds of churches sort of figure this thing out. And so, what I want to do today is I want to talk about some myths of the pastor search process. And I want to do this in such a way to help you understand some of the pitfalls that can trip you up and some of the things that can cause you to have a less than helpful experience in going through this process. Now, If you haven't ever been involved in a pastor search, that may be a very good thing. That may mean that your church has had the same pastor for five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And that's a wonderful thing. But one of the most interesting aspects of pastor search is this. The longer your pastor has served, the less experienced your church is with searching for a pastor. So in a sense, Uh, This is kind of both sides of a coin, blessing and cursing, if you will. It's certainly a blessing for a church to have a pastor that stays for 10 or 20 or 30 years. That's a great blessing. And in fact, there's a lot of research that shows a direct correlation between the length of a pastor's tenure and the overall effectiveness of a church and its ministry. So long-tenured pastors are a good thing, but... Those long-tenured pastors mean that many times when one of them leaves, retires, resigns, or steps into another responsibility, there's no one in the church who's really ever been through the need to search for a pastor. Now, you may say, well, no, we're on the opposite extreme. Our, Our pastors have left every two to five years, and quite frankly, we've done this multiple times, and quite honestly, we haven't done it really all that well. And so you may be on the extreme of having a lot of experience with pastor search, but maybe not really good experience or maybe not really healthy experience. So uh, no matter where you are on that spectrum, somewhere on one extreme or the other or anywhere in between, I hope the program today will help you as we try to, try to shatter the myths related to pastor searches. So here's the first one. The first myth is most churches can do a good pastor search On their own. We don't need any help, they think. We don't need any outside voices speaking into our process. We don't need anyone telling us how to do our business. Sometimes people say, well, you know, our church is unique. Uh, Our church is special. Our, Our church is different. Well, every church is unique, special, and different. I get that. But quite honestly, when you've worked with as many churches as I have, you understand that there's some commonalities among all churches and some commonalities about search processes, which really can be brought to bear if you bring in an outside consultant to help you know what those things look like. Now, when I use the phrase outside consultant, some of you resist because immediately dollar signs pop into your eyes and you think, oh, there is no way we could afford an outside consultant, not the size our church is or the financial challenges we face. Well, let's define the word consultant a little more broadly. Yes, there are companies out there that specialize in HR type search processes and coming into churches and helping guide them to the selection of a pastor. And perhaps in very large churches or in unique situations, that might be helpful, but most will not be able to use those kind of organizations. So when I use the word consultant, I'm not talking just about that kind of expensive, professional, specialized guidance. When I use the word consultant, I'm speaking more generally of, for example, getting in touch with someone from your church's denomination and saying, do you have someone in your organization that specializes in pastor searches or in helping churches make pastor search selections? If so, help send that person out to meet with us, train us and help us. Uh, If you don't have that kind of person... Another way to find a good consultant type in good consultant type input is to go to another church in your area, maybe a church that has a tenured pastor, pastor or someone who's been at the task for a while who could step in and give you guidance on how to do this process in your congregation. So, Using an outside consultant might mean that you use a company that specializes in this process, but it can also mean something like calling your denomination and asking for help or even calling another church where there's an effective pastor who could step in and give you some guidance along the way. Now, why do you need this kind of outside voice? Because it helps you to be more objective about your search process, about your church, and even about prospective candidates. When you have someone from the outside who doesn't have a vested interest in the outcome, who can say and see things that need to be addressed along the way. This kind of outside voice can sometimes say the hard things that need to be said to a pastor search team. For example, uh, an outside consultant can say something like, Have you addressed the issue of why your pastors only stay for one to two years and then keep leaving? They can say, Have you addressed the concerns of division or uh, other things about your church that need to be resolved before you even think about bringing a new leader into the situation? An outside consultant can say hard things like, is your salary really realistic? If you're expecting someone to make a full-time commitment to this responsibility, do do you have the resources for a full-time salary and for the kind of care a person needs for their family? A person who comes in from the outside can also say hard things about how the process itself is being done. Uh, Does your task force or committee really represent your church? Does it have uh, a broad representation and understanding of the nature of the pastoral assignment and who needs to come? Uh, Is your search process dominated by special interests or by powerful people who want to see things come out, quote, their way? A consultant can help you by saying hard things By asking hard questions and by helping you to have a more objective perspective on the process. Another good thing an outside consultant can do is help you simply avoid common mistakes. Now, I'm listing some of those here on the podcast, and so I won't try to go into them now, but just pay attention as we're going along. A good outside consultant can help you make, uh, can avoid common mistakes that pastor search processes make and pastor search teams make that really can easily be avoided if you just have someone think through it with you. And then another good thing about an outside consultant is they can help you establish a framework, a larger uh, oversight, if you will, of the entire process. You know, sometimes search teams, they think, well, about how to find candidates or how to vet candidates or how to present candidates or how to uh, support candidates after they've been selected. Maybe there's one aspect of that that the search team feels really strongly about. But there may be some other aspects they haven't even considered or don't really have any expertise regarding. And so an outside consultant can say, look, I need to help you look at the global process of what you're doing, the total picture of what you're trying to accomplish. And let me help you think through all the steps that are necessary to getting this pastor search done and done well. So the first myth about pastor search is the myth that your church can do it on your own. Get some outside help, another voice that speaks into your process that gives your team training, guidance, direction along the way. Yes, sometimes that means a consulting company, but other times it can mean someone from your denomination or even someone from a strong church in your area that knows what needs to be done and can help you uh, to accomplish it. Now, let's move to a second myth. The second myth is that pastor search is solely a spiritual process. Now, let me underscore this. A pastor search is definitely a spiritual process. It should have frequent times of prayer as a part of the search. The search team should be praying. They should call the church to prayer. They should circulate information at appropriate times to guide the praying of everyone who's involved in the search process. So, pastor search, definitely a spiritual process. You're asking God to bring the right person into, your lo- into the life of your church at just the right time to take you forward and accomplish the ministries that God wants you to do. But pastor search is more than a spiritual process. It is also an HR process. Now, most of you who are listening to this show and most of you who are serve on pastor search teams or involved in pastor search processes also have jobs in what we'll call the real world. And in that job, in the real world, you have access to HR professionals and HR policies that really guide how you are able to function in the workplace. And good HR policies help not only guide how you function, but also how you're selected to make sure that things are done appropriately and fairly, decently, and in order above board in every way. A pastor search is a spiritual process, but it is also an HR process. There are laws that must be obeyed as a part of a pastor search. There are best practices that must be implemented along the way in a good pastor search. So laws and best practices are also good guides to help us down the path of selecting someone to be our pastor. Now, prayer is essential. I keep going back to that this is a spiritual process, and no one's diminishing that. But just as you're praying, you're also putting good HR practices into place. Those mean that you have a good thorough interview process. Those mean that you have a good vetting process for past references and past employee, pl- employers. It also means that you have a process for discovering appropriate personal information uh, related to things like criminal background and related to things like uh, uh, financial checks and other issues related to a person's personal conduct uh, that affects their ministry leadership. So good HR processes include these kinds of things, interviewing, vetting, and investigating people's backgrounds. But now listen closely. Good HR practices also mandate that all candidates be treated fairly, meaning they're treated similarly, if not equally. You know, this is one of the things I emphasize when I train teams that are looking for pastors, and that is you have to be very careful how many people you're willing to consider and how you're willing to consider them, because what you do for one, you have to do for all. It's very important that you have the integrity in your search process, so that every single candidate gets considered the exact same way. Just one example, Uh, I was working with a church that had narrowed their list to about three finalists that they really wanted to interview. And they wanted to uh, uh, bring them in for an interview, but uh, because of travel issues and the fact that one of them was at a great distance, they decided that they would interview that person uh, by video conference. And so I said, that's perfectly appropriate. To interview that person by video conference. But the other two candidates who live one in your state and the other one in your same city, you must also interview them by video conference. You say, oh, no, no, we want to meet them personally. Well, that's fine. If that's what you're going to do, then get an airplane ticket and fly that person from a great distance so that they have the exact same opportunity when they're interviewed by the committee. Look, this is not. Uh, anything remarkable or special. This is just treating people fairly. This is just treating people equally, treating people the same. And so, if you're going to do reference checks on one, you do reference checks on all. If you're going to require certain background information on one, you get it on all. If you're going to look into the, uh, uh, the interview process with one that's going to include video, interview everyone by video. It's just so important that you use good HR practices coupled with your prayer and spiritual focus to find the right pastor. Here's number three. A third myth of the pastor search process is that prospective pastors will apply for the position. Now, this is a unique thing about ministry leadership and particularly pastoral ministry leadership. Most pastors, unless they're just starting out in ministry, don't Apply for pastoral leadership roles. You say, Oh, well, our church opened up the search and we got dozens of applicants. Yeah, I know. Largely from people who want to be pastors, but for some reason no one will select them. Hello, that should be telling you something. So, most pastoral candidates, especially ones that have been more experienced, that are involved in their ministry where they are currently, that are making a difference and very satisfied where they are, most of those pastoral candidates are not going to apply for a pastoral position. In fact, the larger your church, the less likely your next pastor will apply for the job. Here's why. Most effective pastors are not sitting at home unemployed looking for work. Most effective pastors are already engaged in meaningful ministry. And if you're going to have one of them become your pastor, you're going to be the one who initiates the contact, and you're going to be the one who asks them to consider the possibility that God might move them from one location to another and one responsibility to another. Now, this is another good way that an outside consultant can help you. One of the things that often happens when churches contact me to help them with their pastor search is I look at the profile of the kind of pastor they're looking for in the church and the kind of church they are and need to become. And I reflect back on the people I know in ministry leadership, especially the younger pastors that are maybe out of seminary for just a few years and in their first pastorate and really growing and maturing and changing their leadership capacities. And I think about which one of those people I can recommend the church contact and ask if they would consider interviewing to become part, to become their pastor. Now, this may seem backwards to you. If you're in almost any other field, you know that when a job is open or posted, the expectation is that everyone who's interested in it will apply. Well, that's true in most fields, but it's certainly not true in pastoral ministry. Many pastors are reluctant to apply because they don't want to f- appear to be campaigning for a job or trying to get ahead of God and get a position that they're not really shouldn't have. But pastors need to be approached in the right way and ask if they would consider if they would consider coming to your congregation. I was talking with a pastor search team one time and when I met, sat down to meet with them, one of the things they said was, "Well, we've made a decision. We're not going to steal another church's pastor." I said, really? Where are you going to get a pastor? Well, we're going to get one who's not pastoring a church. And I said, now, hold on just a second. Let's think this through. I said, your pastor's retiring after 30 effective years as your pastor. That's right. And he's built a pretty substantial church here with a lot of people, a lot of ministries, a large staff. Yes, that's right. And you think you're going to find someone who'll come in and lead this who's either never been a pastor or who is unemployed because he can't seem to find a job as a pastor? Well, the room got silent for a minute. And then someone said, you know, we really need someone that's a pastor that has experience, that's proven himself in leadership, that's effectively doing the job right now. And I said, that's exactly right. And if you're going to find that person, they're probably pastoring another church already. Now, I know this is delicate and challenging and sometimes does feel like you're stealing someone from another congregation, but really you can't see it that way. You know, pastors are people in the sense that they have spiritual gifts and spiritual motivations and they have family obligations and also they have a changing set of skills and abilities as they mature through their years. Why would we think that a pastor would go to one church and stay there his whole life You didn't go to the job you're working in and stay your whole life. Most people change not only jobs, but careers a few times over their lifetime. And so there's not anything wrong with looking to a pastor and saying, have you grown? Have you matured? Have you changed? Are you no longer a great fit where you are? And perhaps God wants you to move us to move you to our congregation where you might be a better fit. Well, the fourth myth myth is this pastor search can be done quickly. You know, most normal pastor searches take about nine to 12 months. Six months is a remarkably short time. Longer than nine to 12 months is really not all that unusual. Now, <clears throat> why does it take so long? Well, partly because it takes a while to surface candidates, partly because most people on a pastor search team are volunteers who can only devote about an hour, an hour and a half a week to meetings to see this process through. And so the longevity of the process is really driven by the, difficult time, the time it takes and the difficulty involved with recruiting that team of people that you can consider. And then uh, the other part is just the slowness of how committees or task force work and the limited amount of time laypeople have to devote to the responsibility. So if you're elected to be a part of a pastor search team, settle in. It's going to take you about a year. And if you're in a church that's looking for a pastor, don't get impatient. It takes a while. One of the reasons it takes a while is because good pastor searches begin with the pastor search team developing something called a pastor profile. And that's where you write out six or eight or 10 key things that your prospective pastor must have. Now, you got to be careful with this. There are no perfect pastors and there's certainly no comprehensive list of 500 things that you have to put down so that you find that perfect person that matches every single thing. That's impossible. But if you take a good look at your church and a good look at your community and you say, here are the five or six or seven must-haves that we really must have in the new pastor that we find, then searching for a pastor is not so much about comparing this candidate to that candidate as much as it is comparing the candidate to the ideal profile. And when you find someone that's a perfect match or that's a close match, then you select that person and move forward with them as your pastor. But quite frankly, you're not hiring the best person. You're not hiring the most available person. You're not hiring the one who can solve the problem the quickest. You're patiently working to find the right person who matches up with the profile you've established and really is the person you need to lead your church in this particular season of its ministry. Well, the last myth... The last myth is that the pastor search process should be completely transparent and the whole church should be involved and informed of every aspect. That is simply not possible. It's not possible because a pastor search committee that does its job well will learn all kinds of confidential information about its candidates. Sometimes even the fact the person is a candidate needs to remain entirely confidential. And so pastor searches are not public processes. They're very much private processes guided by a trusted group of people. A church has set aside and given the task of finding a new pastor. Personal information must be protected. Reasons for decisions about personnel choices must always remain confidential. Trusted committees must be trusted to do their job. Well, we've talked today about some myths of the pastor search process. Every church, sooner or later, searches for a pastor. Most churches do it by some kind of selection team or selection group or selection process by which a small group go out and initiate the pro- the job being done. I've given you five myths today. Move away from these and move toward a healthier process of searching for your next pastor. This is the most important decision a church ever makes. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Your church will not rise to stay above the spiritual level or the leadership competencies of your pastor. For that reason, this is entire this is essential work that requires spiritual focus and a sensitivity to really good HR practices to get the job done well. I know you can do it. I know you can find the right pastor. If you're in the process, stay with it. Do a good job as you lead on.